Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners out there, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the what the right way. That's almost interesting. Uh, with Strange Brew Coffee, and if you can't be here in Starkville or Tupelo to drive up and pick it up yourself, well, you can always get it shipped right to you. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, and wherever you live in our in our great country. You can have Strange Brew Coffee starting your day. And whatever kind of device you've got to make coffee, they've got you taken care of, including the brand new K-Cup. So if you're a Keurig owner, it's an easy easy fix, and they are flying off the shelf. So make sure you order them now. It's too early, Robbie. My brain's not ready to do this at 8.30 in the morning. I was on 8.45 in the morning. I just want to point that out. We have to push through it. It's it's, it's like like an old car that doesn't have fuel injection. I got to let it run for a minute. To try to get through this like you gotta let it heat up oh, college corner collegecornerstore.com that's the place to get maroon and white merchandise that you need baseball season is is coming up you don't want to show up in that old ratty polo that's no way to to celebrate the defending national champions no it's time to get some new gear on you so go to collegecornerstore.com or go to one of their two locations in the jackson area they're in Ridgeland by fleet feet they're in flowwood by the half shell and pick up a brand new mississippi state shirt Polo or whatever it is you need, maroon and white, they've got it at College Corner. Humble Taco is Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. It's Wing Wednesday at Humble Taco, which means their awesome Mexican smoked wings are on special. Go grab a plate full of wings, maybe a margarita or a Mexican beer, whatever it is you're looking for, they've got you at Humble Taco. And as I've said before, whatever kind of eaters you've got in the family, even the pickiest eater, can find something on the menu at Humble Taco, be it gluten-free, vegetarian, vegan, keto, or if you just got kids that want chicken tenders and fries, they've got that with just a little Mexican twist on it. So it's really, really cool and unique. So check them out next time you're in Starkville, Humble Taco over there on University Drive. You want a quick and easy solution for lunch? Try Firehouse Subs. Locations are in Starkville, Oxford, Tupelo, Columbus, Madison and Flowood, and they make it so easy for you. Just download the Firehouse Subs app, place your order, and you'll be picking up your sandwich within minutes, and you'll be piling up the reward points to be eaten free very, very soon. Great sandwiches, great people, always a good time when you go to Firehouse Subs. It's Rumblings Day, Robbie Falk. We've got a good number of questions today. We've got some good questions today. Our, our listeners have delivered yet again. This does look like a really strong day. Uh, I don't know how many questions we have, but... The ones that have that I've kind of just scanned over coming across the timeline mm-hmm. look pretty strong. Yeah. So let's get after it. Uh, Justin Strong starts us off. Which of these people is happier? A small child waking up on Christmas morning or Dante Allen seeing a Mississippi State jersey on the opposing team? 
I'm going to go with small child, but just a slight edge there. Yeah. He didn't have a great and, game and this past week, though. No, but you and I both thought that he was about to go off when he hit that first shot. Mm-hmm. I think he had like five points, maybe. I can't remember. But that, that was one of those heat check moments for Kentucky. Mm-hmm. They, they thought, let's just see what he can do here because he hadn't scored since like November or something. So that, that, I think they just threw him in there. Let's see if, if we can catch some magic again here. Yeah. I consider myself a pretty knowledgeable baseball fan, and I actually find much of the analytics stuff they use really useful. The one I struggle with, though, is war. I know what it means, wins above replacement, but I have no idea how it's calculated. Can either of you explain how war is calculated? No, I don't, I don't use that that much. So I, don't I see have a lot no, of college baseball war, especially. Yeah, I, I have no clue how to calculate all that. So what, I, just, what, I just learned how to calculate ERA like <laughs> two years and two or three years ago. Come on, man. Uh, I've always just looked at the stat, and then I started thinking, like, I probably just need to start learning how to do this myself. Right. So what war is, for those of you who don't know, is wins above replacement. What it means is you take a player, you, you determine his value in every facet of the game, hitting, fielding, you know, for a pitcher, obviously, for pitching. And then you determine what his value is above a replacement level player. And what they mean by that is if you could pull somebody up from a free agent, how many more wins is that guy worth than the free agent? So somebody like, let's just, let's start at first base. Who's the best first baseman in in pro baseball? If you had to guess. I don't know. Freddie Freeman's pretty good. I was thinking Freddie Freeman. Yeah. So let's just go with Freddie Freeman. He would have a really high war over a, a, a the average free agent because of the things that he you know he, he brings to the table. How they actually calculate that stat is that that I don't know. That is the the question, right? It says like I got the the definition here. It says measure you know it doesn't have like a, a the mathematical formula here. Let me see if I can. Here's the formula. I'm sorry. Here it is. The number of runs above average a player is worth in his batting base running and fielding, plus an adjustment for position, plus an adjustment for the league, plus the number of runs provided by a replacement-level player divided by runs per win. I, I, I don't get it. I just know that you uh, want to see too, it. That's too much. It's too much. I'm going to leave that to the Bill James folks. I, I'm going to let them have it. Last one from I mean, Justin. He had, the, fact that it is, the fact that it is too much, though, may, probably makes it a really good stat. It's probably pretty accurate, yeah. So. Who led? Let's see who MLB leader in war 2021. Let's see who it was. I'm a big analytic guy too. I, I feel like baseball more that's, than anything. That's not that, surprising who it was. Who? Batani. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm, you know, in, in baseball analytics, I feel like mean more than anything because you play a bunch of games and the numbers eventually tell you uh, the, the tale. Uh, when you play uh, 162 games mm-hmm. or whatever, um, you know more often than not, players are probably playing 130, 140 of those games. A lot of those guys, mm-hmm. you, you you know a lot about a player over the course of that season. So the numbers the numbers really do tell a pretty good story about um, how good a player really is. Are right, the guy we picked as our choice, there, Freddie Freeman, tied for 44th in WAR, 4.7. Okay. It's interesting. Well, Otani was nine. 
It's interesting. But he led, but he led the league. Yeah. You'll never you would never guess at a million years who number two was. Never. Who? Zach Wheeler. Hmm. Former Giant. Yeah. All right. Uh, last one from Justin. I thought all three of his good his questions were good today. What's the worst way a superhero tries to keep their superhero persona under wraps? It has to be Wonder Woman, right? She literally does nothing to disguise herself as a superhero. I mean, Clark Kent just takes his yeah, glasses off. Did, the glasses, like, here, you're looking at me right now. Here we go. Glasses on. Do I look that different? Oh, my God. I could be anybody, right? Who are you? Yeah. But no, like, I mean... He just walks into a phone booth, yeah. takes his glasses and his suit off, and gets in a you know tight suit with a cape. I don't wa- read comic books anymore, but phone booths are a thing of the past. There are no phone yeah. booths anymore. Where is where super, where's Superman changing his, uh, into his, his outfit now? Bathroom? I don't know. I don't know where he's going. Good question. Though. Not right, to I- mention, a, a phone booth can be seen through, right? It can, yes. Well, he, he he moves super fast, though, you know. Yeah. So, all right, Brogan Fairchild, rank these songs on their ability to get you pumped up. Ba da ba, lose yourself. Bulls on parade, stricken, rebirthing. I don't know what rebirthing is. What is that? Um, I think that's a skillet song. Okay, if I, I'm correct. I'm not I'm not 100, percent but I'm, yes, I'm yes, pretty sir. certain. That is correct. Okay, so I don't know that song. Um, <laughs> so it'd be last. So, yeah. Uh, Bulls on Parade is number one for me out of that group. I agree. And then I'd probably go Ba with a Ba. Okay. Because that's what we used to listen to. We used to listen to Devil Without a Cause on the way to our Pee Wee football games. <laughs> so th- that that's that that's right up there with Bulls on Parade for me. Mm. Because I actually did use that to get pumped up. Mm-hmm. I was nine years old, but whatever. Um, and then what was it? Lose yourself, mm-hmm. and then rebirthing. Was there another one? There was stricken. Stricken. That's uh, disturbed, right? Disturbed. Yeah. I might put that above lose yourself. Okay, I like that song. Yeah. This this is like a, this is a little too young for me at for for Brian sitting in his locker, you know, getting ready to play football. Mine would have been like a, a wolf and man. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going with, if I'm going with songs, I mean, for like a, a football game. Yeah. My go-to is "Welcome to the Jungle." So that's yeah. "Appetite for Destruction" and the Metallica Black album were my two go-to cassettes back in the day. Yes. So. And uh, I was a big fan of Ozzy too back then. Yeah. I still am a big fan, but yeah, yeah. Uh, did either of you ever play any of the oddball intramural sports on campus? We were once three-time inner tube water polo champs. I didn't play any intramural sports. Did you? Yes, I played dodgeball. No, did I, you, I didn't play dodgeball. We kickball. Sorry, kickball. Let's say, say, did you dip, duck, dive, dodge, and dodge? Yeah, I played kickball and uh, intramural f- flag football. I played okay. that one year. All right. Colt Weezy, give your advice for the football-minded state fan that will inevitably panic the first time this season that the baseball team loses one game uh, out of three against a lesser opponent. Um, that's going to happen probably in game one in the first inning. Yeah. Uh, my Eat advice is 
my advice is the same advice I give every single year. Mm-hmm. This is a 60 something game schedule mm-hmm. and one game just does not matter in the grand scheme of things. I, w- I always try to use examples from years past. Yeah. And this year, my example is going to be, and probably until the end of time, Mississippi State got run ruled in two games in Hoover yeah. and ended up winning the national championship. Yeah. And they lost two out of three to Missouri. Yeah. So let's just calm down a little bit. Yeah. Give your take on fans that simply say baseball is coming when either basketball struggles. I don't blame them. <laughs> I, I got to admit, I've, I've had that same thought. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I can't really get upset at those people. Yeah. Uh, Coast Dog says, who would you like to see take over the men's basketball team next year? We've talked about it so many times. You know, I just don't ever have that good feel for the, for the mid-majors and stuff like that. But if I were to set up a profile, I want a younger, you know, mid-major coach who can come in and, and sort, of, sort of do what Dan Mullen did for football, and that's drag Mississippi State offensively into the 21st century. Yeah. I, that, that's kind of been my, my take on it as well, is the, get a really good mid-major guy, because that's, that's what some of these other schools have done, like mm-hmm. LSU. Go get, see if you can get somebody that's the hot mid-major coach. The problem is, you're, you're, if Mississippi State is hiring someone this year, you're probably going to be competing with some good programs. Um, and if not, good programs, programs that have the ability to, to, to pay some money. Um, you know, I don't, Georgia, is, is Georgia's program any better than Mississippi State? I mean, they could be hiring a new coach. I don't know. that They have resources at Georgia. So that they could decide that we want to go out there and get somebody really good and, and competitive. Louisville's hiring a coach. Um, who else? I don't know. But you're probably going to be competing with a lot of people mm-hmm. for these big-time mid-major coaches. And, you know, for, for Mississippi State, I don't know who the best fit would be. I don't have a, I don't have a good gauge on the landscape of coaches in, in this sport. I just – I, I'm not afraid to admit I don't know um, about the men's basketball landscape as well as anybody else and right now. The thing, like you sort of said about Louisville, I mean, college basketball is the kind of sport. There's always going to be a market for coaches, right? There's always teams are always going to be firing coaches, so yes. you just have to you just have to get in there and get the best get, guy you can get. The good news is there's so many of these good mid-major programs that there's a number of coaches out there looking to take a step up. So it should be no issue to find somebody who can do a good job, assuming Ben Hallen, you know, is it, they have to make the move, decision to move on from him. Uh, Chris Johnson asked, when you were a kid playing ball in the yard, what player did you imagine yourself as in, bas- in baseball, basketball, and football? His were Paul Molitor, Larry Bird, and Herschel Walker. Okay, so what I did was basketball. I was a big basketball mm-hmm. fan. And, you know, in my junior high days, I wasn't even, you know, a little kid. And I don't know if it's weird or not, but I would be all five of Mississippi State's starting five in 2004. Oh, nice. Okay. That's interesting. You know, so, and, and I would be, you know, Lawrence Roberts, Winston Frazier. Well, I, you know, I would, if 
I get a rebound, I'm Lawrence Roberts with the putback. You know, I I I had a I had a strong imagination as a as a child. Um and by child I mean junior high kid. Uh junior high loser, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that that was mine, it was it was Mississippi State players. And then football wise, it was uh, you know, Steelers players, Cordell Stewart, Jerome Bettis, guys like that. And and Brett Favre, I was a big Brett Favre fan growing up because he was from Mississippi, and yeah. I got a jersey whenever I was a kid. So, I'm trying to th- just trying to remember back. Obviously, basketball, I would pretend to be, uh, I pretend to be uh, my- Magic Johnson. That was my guy, my favorite player. Uh, baseball, I was probably pretending to be Dale Murphy if I had to guess. You know, back then, and then football. You were a Braves fan. I wasn't, but everybody loves Dale Murphy. How do you not love Dale Murphy? I mean, by you know eighty, by the time Will Clark becomes like a a great, you know, an all star and all that, I'm twelve, thirteen years old. I mean, I don't know. And then football, God, I, I was so slow. So like, I, it would be a laugh to say that I was pretending to be Jerry Rice or something, but I don't know. Uh, let's see here. We'll move on. Uh, Scott Ming, our thoughts on the Royal Rumble winner, Brock Lesnar. I predicted it the moment that Roman Reigns speared him. (laughs) He didn't even get pinned. I I saw him get speared, and I was like, well, Brock's winning the Royal Rumble. And I don't don't have a problem with it. I I actually like that. Um, I don't don't have an issue with Brock being, being the winner. Um, the more I've thought about it, like the final four were Brock and Drew, Shane McMahon, and Bad Bunny. <laughs> I mean, what, what are we doing? Evidently, like they, there's a lot of heat on Shane right now, like the way he was booked himself, and apparently they they want they wanted to really like push him, push Shane of all people over the next few weeks leading up into WrestleMania, and they don't know if they're going to do it or not. But uh, what, why is there heat on him? He hasn't been on. Because he just showed show up, and they were like, "Hey, you're going to be in the, you're going to be number twenty eight. You're going to be in the last four of the rumble." I mean, oh, he there's has, there's heat there's heat on him after this, right? Okay, I thought you meant just in general. There's been heat on him. No, no, no. <laughs> so, uh, also from uh, Scott, uh, let's see here. As a fan, you can only afford season tickets for one sport. Which one would you spend your money on? Uh. I mean, can uh, can you get general mission tickets to the other sports, or yeah, you I'm only sure you get to? Okay. Well, I mean, to me, my answer is baseball, right? Because the football experience, especially you know, unless you don't, unless you have like really good seats, you're in the club level or something like that. If I just have regular season tickets, the football experience is not great, right? I'd much rather have baseball. Yeah. Well, it's like I was saying, like if you can get general mission tickets yeah. and I can get into to the lounge, then I don't have to have season tickets. Right. You know, I mean right. it's I, I if 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 it's you can only go to one sport, mm-hmm. it would be baseball for me. Yeah. Um yeah, but exactly. football football is probably the answer. I mean football on TV is 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 just as good. Just yeah, I mean, you're staying at home, cook out there. I I, I can uh, I can have I, a good. I like experience. being I like being in an SEC environment. I do Saturday. I do, <laughs> but 
when you think about, you know, parking and, and, and it, 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 football can be a pain. And, and also, you got to remember, it's different for us living in Starkville when we're, you know, talking about being home within 10 minutes of the game ending. Yeah. You know, when you've got to drive all day, you know, I'd, I'd, I mean, if you'd rather make a weekend, you know, you'd rather get three games instead of one. So, uh, let's see here. Uh, Cato the Elder, your name. You can bring any two teams in the SEC from anywhere. Really? We're going to bring two more? We're going, we're going to, to uh, 18. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, yeah, not I'm done any, with the people. No, we're not bringing any more teams in the SEC. The Allegheny Boys Tennis Program. Been a while since he joined us, or they have joined us, I guess I should say. Is Will Rogers more likely to throw 42 touchdowns or 10 interceptions next year? That's a good question. 42 touchdowns, um, 42 touchdowns is a lot. That would be, uh, I believe, five more than he threw this year. And how many interceptions do you have this year? Seven? Nine. Nine? Yeah. Ten, ten interceptions would probably be... Probably more realistic. Yeah, I think that's but probably... But again, if you throw, even if you only throw 35 touchdowns, 3.5 intercept touchdowns to interceptions is a fantastic ratio. Nobody's going to complain about that. Yeah. Uh, also, he wants to know what is the most overrated Super Bowl food. Um, I don't know. I like I like most of the Super Bowl food that I eat. Would it you know you're thinking about like a, a party where you're having food that's just sitting there on a table and you can go back? Is nachos the answer? Nachos sitting around is not good. Nachos something you want to uh, get them and I you mean, eat them. You don't you don't want them to sit there and the chips get soggy. Pizza might be overrated just because it's kind of lazy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, if you just order pizza, yeah. I agree with that. That's good. That's good. Uh, let's see here. Zachary Cooey asked, last week I asked, what's your favorite Royal Rumble? So this week it's, this week it's only fitting. I asked, which is your least favorite? I mean, the past one wasn't great. The, um, one, the one where um, Rey Mysterio came in at 30 instead of Daniel Bryan. That's probably... And everybody, Everybody yeah. was expecting that was right before Mania 30, I think. That's the one where Batista wins. Yes. Yeah. That was my work. That was my least favorite. And that was a complete the way that, that the way that, that whole story ended up unfolding mm-hmm. was basically because the fans were so angry. Yeah. They had to change the booking. They wanted Batista to be the guy. Yeah. And they figured out, oh my God, these people absolutely love Daniel Bryan. We have to do something. Yeah. And so he he lost the, he lost the championship match, I think it was a championship match earlier in the show. Yeah, and no, I it said, wasn't a championship match. He just lost to Bray Wyatt, or was it like a number one contender or something? I don't know what it was, but it was, he just lost to Bray Wyatt. Okay, I could I couldn't remember. I I just I thought that whatever that was either gave him the title or he got an opportunity or whatever. Right, but you know he was kind of beat up or whatever and. I thought that some good booking right there, and I remember telling you guys, and we were watching at Nibblers, I think that he's going to be number 30. He's going to come in and win the Rumble and go to Mania. And so everybody's anticipating this. They're sitting on the edge of their seats, and poor Ray Mysterio comes out there and just gets booed out of the building. Yeah. And he did nothing wrong or whatever. He's been super babyface forever, but – Nobody wanted to see him right there. Nobody wanted to see anyone but but Daniel Bryan at what's, that point. What's funny about that rumble is the star that was made in that rumble was Roman Reigns. Remember, yes. he eliminated like yeah, 10, like, 11 guys, and everybody yeah. was going crazy. And like, maybe they're going to 
and then Batista wins. And then the next year, which this is my choice, is the one where Roman had just been anointed as the winner. Daniel Bryan comes in, and he gets eliminated quickly, and everybody's just losing it. And you realize that, okay, Roman Reigns is going to win. And the crowd just revolted and was booing him the whole time. And The Rock comes out at the end to try to get some cheers, and they're booing The Rock. That's how, that's how much people hated that Roman Reigns, was they yes. booed The Rock that year. Yep. And then the next year, remember, that was the one for the title where Triple H wins. And the way they did that angle, you know, one of the stupid rules of the Rumble is it doesn't matter who throws you over. I can come in out of the, the crowd. If I can throw you over, you're eliminated. Yeah. So they had Rome, the, the, the League of Nations, one of the worst stables of all time, oh. come in and attack Roman during the match. But instead of just throwing him over and getting him eliminated and being done, they pulled him under the ropes, beat him up, and then he came back like 40 minutes later only to get eliminated. And it was just dumb. It was just dumb. So Yeah, I, I think the worst Royal Rumbles have been in this decade. Like, yeah. Not in this decade, but the last 10 years. Yeah, I agree. All right, moving forward here. Uh, Cole Owen. Well, uh, sorry, Cole, we already sort of answered your question. Uh, Crystal Method. I, I am not voicing support for the following, but I'm instead curious. If those, if those from the time period when Stansberry retired knew where the program would be today, a decade plus later, later, do you think they'd make the same decisions? I think that they would want to be, to have somebody lined up like they did with Ben Howland. Ben, I, I don't think that Rick Ray was going to be fired if Ben Howland wasn't already lined up. Matter of fact, I, I remember uh, Paul and I talked to uh, Scott Strickland in a basketball game mm-hmm. and got him on the record to say that they were not going to be making a change of uh, Rick Ray. Mm-hmm. And that was like right before the season ended. And he, sa- he, he told us, you can report this, you can say whatever you want to, we are not making a change. And people need to just be okay with that. And two weeks later, he sends us a, a text message to meet him at the Bryan building that he needs to talk to us about Rick yeah. Ray being fired. Yeah. So I, I think that it would have to be that it, it would have to be that situation where you feel like well, for certain you have somebody lined up to take that job. I would say that regardless of that situation, there's no way you can at the time I thought it was the right decision, but there's no way you can look back a decade later and say it was the right decision. You would have no. to be of the opinion we 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 can't do that just just because of the hire that was made right i i don't i don't disagree with moving on from rick stansbury because i, I feel like that whole situation just needed to be blown up mm-hmm. but it's the the hire that they made that was the disagreement that i have yeah i i i, I didn't think that was a good hire i mean i remember when it happened it was at a softball game uh at state and we all looked at each other and said who yeah. Who is Rick Ray? Yeah. He was like the number two assistant. Yeah. From Clemson. Yeah. Great guy. And I think very knowledgeable mm-hmm. uh, basketball guy. Mm-hmm. But that was but not just, ready to be a head coach. Just not. No, that coach. was just, a, it was a disaster. And it was, you know, I, I thought that um, he, he was starting to do a little better job recruiting, mm-hmm. but it, it just wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to work. Uh, Patton Paris asks, if you could be any professional athlete in their prime, what sport would it be? Baseball. <laughs> Baseball is the correct answer because. Or, or basketball because 
look at those free agent and like you know when they make those free agent yeah um, deals mm-hmm. the, the look at the money that the money is the best making, like, in basketball <laughs> and baseball for sure and you don't I mean, have it'd be like a it'd be like the number nine guy on on the team like down on the bench getting like a twenty million dollar deal I'm like yeah dang. and then and you don't have the worry of like traumatic head injury for the most part. I mean, you right. could get beamed, but for the most it part. It would not maybe. be football for me. It would not if be If I was going to pick one where I was like contact was an issue, you know, I'm, I'm going to take shots. Honestly, I would love to be the world heavyweight champion in boxing or an MMA. You want to you beat someone senseless. Well, what I just, I mean, there's just something about having that championship belt over your shoulder and being able to say that nobody can beat you in a fight. I mean, there's something to that, right? Why not just be Brock Lesnar and do the fake fighting? Well, I'm not. Well, we're going to, you know, it's not. A, he asked about a sport, not sports entertainment. Tony Schiavone said it was a sport. It's, I, I know. I know what he said. I'm just saying. That. I'm just saying. Um, Brian, will you, will you make it to Omaha this year if the dogs return? I would like to be able to say yes. I don't know that for sure, though. You're going this time. I mean, it's not up to me, is it? We'll see. Just fight someone. Fight you. Josh Patrick asked. Trying to help you out. I know, I know. I'm just messing with you. Josh Patrick asked, did UGA win the national championship because they have four projected first-rounders on defense, or do they have four projected first-rounders because they won the national championship? It's definitely the first thing, right? The Kobe mm-hmm. Dean is a first-rounder wherever you put it. Yes. I mean, he comes to state, Ole Miss, USM, Jackson State. That guy's a first-round football player. He's that good. So, yeah, that's, it's not, this is not a question of do they get four stars because, or five stars because they commit to Georgia. Those are good football players. They're, 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 yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Tanner Bolware asks, what incoming freshman do you think makes the biggest impact in baseball and in football this season? You think it's going to be Slate Alford for, uh, for baseball, right? Yes, I do. I, I, think I, I, he's, I think everything I'm reading <clears throat> means me to agree, to agree with you on that. It just depends. You know, if if Cam James has that third base position locked down, which I have no reason to believe he he doesn't, mm-hmm. it's going to be a little more difficult to get him on the field. But, you know, if you have him in there at DH and he's just tearing the cover off the ball, you're going to have to get him in the lineup more often than not. Um, and that's – He's probably the uh, when I look at the freshman, he's probably the most ready for that mm-hmm. uh, to make an impact. And there always seems to be someone that we're not. None of us were talking about Jake Mangum in 2016. That's true. Coming in the season, none of us were, were talking about him. Um, so I, you, there's always seems to be someone that you are not talking about as a true freshman that comes in there. I mean, Lane Forsythe, we didn't say a word about him. Uh, preseason, and look what he was able to do last year. Yeah. So uh, you, it, it's all about the opportunity that some of these guys get, and you know, third base is going to be a, a tough spot. Yeah. Um, for for Slate Offer to to try to take over with Cam yeah. James being in his money year right now. Yeah. For football, who is it for you? The freshman. Hmm. Uh, I think. Maybe like I, I hate to say this because it didn't happen last year with the freshman, but maybe like a Xavion Thomas or somebody That's like exactly. that. Xavion Thomas or Marquez Dorch, just because of the speed they have. 
elite speed yeah. that, that State just doesn't really have on its outside of Tulu Griffin right now. And we'll see. I mean, it's it's obvious that Leach doesn't doesn't put a whole lot on the freshman mm-hmm. uh, unless he absolutely has to. So I mean, it's it's hard to predict that a freshman's going to come in and make that big of an impact right away at wide receiver. But that's a guy that I feel like could come in there and and make some noise early. I agree. I agree with you. Let's move on into the second half of the uh, rumblings that's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef is what's for dinner. Whenever you put beef into the grocery cart, you're supporting your family with a great choice for a meal, delicious and nutritious, but you're also supporting 15,000 your fellow Mississippians. Those are our beef producers here in this state. So head over to msbeef.org if you're looking for recipes or if you're looking for more information about the beef producers here in our state. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats, they, they, a lot of beef over there, a lot of pork, a lot of chicken, a lot of good stuff at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Not just barbecue, it's smoked southern soul food right there in the heart of the Cotton District. I always say to people, hey, if you're going to go out to eat in Starkville, you got to make sure you're going to Two Brothers Smoked Meats. It's my first recommendation. It should be yours as well. So head over to Two Brothers for some smoked southern soul food. They don't make it any easier than what they do at Advantage Business Systems. They offer you great products and great service. A lot of businesses say that, but the difference is the, the variety of products, all the great names that they have to offer you for at Advantage Business Systems, and of course, the level of service. It's not just a 1-800 number. It's not a call center. It's not, we'll schedule a, an appointment and try to be there in seven to 10 business days. It's, hey, here's our 601 area code number. Call and talk to a person, and we'll be out there today and we'll get you taken care of, get you back up and running. Because your business can't wait, and neither can theirs. So call them today at 601-362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Richard Pittman done messed up. I don't know if his name is Richard Pittman or what's going on there. But he asked, what are the odds on Doug Novak being the MSU basketball coach, women's basketball coach, next year? I mean, right now, I don't think they're – Great, mm-hmm. but they go uh, up every game. It seems like you would think. I mean, if he if he somehow can get this team to like five hundred in the league, mm-hmm. make the NIT or something with with the personnel that he has, and no no shot at these players because I do think there's some really talented players on this team, but there's just no true post players that can take over a ball game that you feel really good about being out there. You don't have a whole lot of size. And you're down to eight players. If he can get, if he can squeeze all the juice out of this team and get as much as possible out of them, mm-hmm. I, I feel like he deserves the job. I really do. I mean, every week I'm being, I'm becoming more and more impressed with what he's been able to do with this team, and just keeping them level-headed and, and keeping them playing hard through all through all the uh, circumstances has been really impressive. And I feel much differently about Doug Novak than I did about Gary Henderson. I'll say that. And and the reason being, we knew that Mississippi State could make a really good hire in baseball. We knew that that was an elite job, that some of the best coaches in the country could be plucked from Power 5 teams to come to Mississippi State. I don't know if that's possible with the women's basketball program right now. I just... I don't know that this job is going to be able to attract some of the same people that baseball did. So if you don't have someone in your back pocket 
that is better than Doug Novak that you feel like is significantly better that can draw that can draw more um, uh, notoriety to Mississippi State? I think he's a great guy for the job. I agree. I agree 100. percent So we'll see what happens with him. Uh, let's see here. A. Swenson, can you explain the transfer deal in professional soccer? I sure can. So in soccer, they don't really make trades. You just buy players. So if we were to do it from a, an NFL perspective, let's say, you know, let's say the Saints decided we want Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs were willing to, to make a deal for him. You could just pay the Chiefs money and buy him. So and then the Chiefs could turn around and use that money to buy other players. Now, that money would obviously be very high for a player like Patrick Mahomes, and it would be, it's very high for the elite players over there. But they don't, they don't, you don't have to worry about trading players. It does happen every now and then. You do have a player swap every now and then. It's usually when, if you're trying to buy an elite player, you'll pay money and throw in a, a player as well who's not an elite player, but he, he can fill a role for that team. But, for the, but over there, they just pay for the players. They don't, they don't, they don't trade them the way we do here. Uh, let's see fun. here. Uh, another one from A. Swenson. Are you very evil or very nice? Which uh, which one are you there, Robbie Housen? How about both? Very nice, very evil. Very, it could be very good. Love that Dan Housen. <laughs> All right. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of a lot of these uh, questions that you have. I, I've missed about five or six of these. Some of them, some of them have just been replied to me. So. Wow. They asked me. They asked me the question, Towson. That's a shame. On television, are they are they replying to your tweet with, that you quote tweeted of mine? Uh yes, that's what's happening. So you're not punishing them, like you. The rule that you made is oh, you're right. you don't. You aren't wrong. You aren't wrong. I did screw. Let's up. just let's let it go. Let's let it go. Nobody's replying to. I mean, them, what I can think. I do at this point? You know. Yeah, yeah. Nobody replied, so you know. Let's just go through with it. All right, then. But guys, you got to lock them down. You got to follow <laughs> Brian's rules. I, I agree. I agree. Joe Dog asked, "Does ketchup belong on scrambled eggs?" No, I don't like eggs. So, wow, um, you're a one picky eater. I am. I am. Who is the worst Super Bowl team of all time? Oh. Uh... You know, based off the results, question. the 85 Patriots, which would be in this list. Yes. Hammered. God, that um, was that was crazy. Yeah. The, uh, the, bear, the, the Bears were freaking good, too. The Bears, but, the Bears were an elite all-time team. Is there, is there one that stands out? I'm trying out to think back. Didn't the Panthers go with like Kerry Collins or something? Were they good that? Were they really? They good went, that Jake year? Delone was their quarterback that year. Jake Delone, yeah. What, I thought Kerry Collins played for. He did. He was originally drafted by them, but he was not the quarterback for that Super Bowl team. Okay. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think. You know the, the Cardinals. Steelers, the Cardinals the Steelers won the Super Bowl. Big Ben's second year. Yeah. They were they were like the wild card. They put on the road the whole time. That but that was a, that was a solid team. Yeah, the, I think the, that I the, think that I think that was the year that they were the wild card. The Cardinals, that team that y'all beat, was only yes. nine and seven in the regular. They were not that good. They were not they were that not good. Not very good. So that might that be game was good. that game was uncomfortably close too. Yeah. All right, let's move on here. Nine hundred one Stark Dog 
What's the best combination of cheese for a grilled cheese sandwich? Well, I just use cheddar. Just cheddar. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm 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 plain when it comes to grilled cheese. I, I like old American cheddar. and and Swiss is what I want. Do you make uh, grilled cheese very often? Well, I make one every now and then. We we eat grilled cheese probably every Sunday night. Okay. What's the preferred bread? Just plain white bread. Um, our bread is honey wheat that we eat. Okay. I, I had never eaten honey wheat until I got married, and that's what my wife ate. And I got tired of us both buying separate loaves of bread because you know it would get molded because we couldn't eat all the way through a loaf of bread ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I tried it out, and it was actually quite good. I don't, I hate wheat bread, mm-hmm. but this isn't. It, it isn't really wheat bread. I mean, yeah. it is wheat bread, but it's a different flavor. But okay. I, t- I got, I have a, I have a tip for you. Yeah, and you might like this. Okay. Pepperoni mm-hmm. and grilled cheese. Oh yeah, I've done that. Bacon and grilled cheese is obviously very good. You can put a meat in a grilled cheese sandwich. Have you ever eaten it melt in Birmingham? Uh, no, I have not. Next time you're in Birmingham, you should give them a look. It's a grilled cheese sandwich restaurant. They got all sorts of great grilled cheese sandwiches. All right. uh, Quite specific. Yeah. Well, it started as a food truck, and they were so popular, they turned into a restaurant. Interesting. All right. Great question here from Sheldon Nations. 7.15 a.m. You're waiting on a flight from New York City to L.A. You're hungry. The only thing open close to your gate is Taco Bell and their breakfast menu. Are you going to risk that? on a five-hour flight? Absolutely not. No chance in hell. I will, I'll get pretzels and a, and a Coke on the plane. Flight. So here's the thing. It's a five-hour flight, so it's 7.15 a.m., right? Which means mm-hmm. it's 12.15 when you land Eastern, but it's a uh, three-hour difference, right? So it's 9.15 when you land there, right? It's 9.15 a.m., so it's still breakfast time. So get off the plane and go get a breakfast when you get to Los Angeles. Let the let the pretzels or the uh, the fancy yeah. cookies let those hold you over. I would much rather just be really hungry when I got off the plane than have Taco Bell problems on the plane. Yes, that's just, that's I, that's a no brainer. I, I had stomach issues one time on a plane. That's coming horrifying. back from. I was coming back from Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. and um, no, I was coming back from Las Vegas. We had a two thirty a.m. Uh, wake up call to get to the airport. I think we had like a 5 a.m. flight or something. Mm-hmm. And on the way to uh, Denver for the uh, the first set of our flights, my stomach started turning, man. And it was it was nightmarish. Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, Tommy Payne asks, when will Ben Hodge be invited on the podcast? He is where you get the majority of your sports knowledge, and he deserves to be heard. Who is this person? Wow, that's my cousin. This is just him getting his name on the show. He wanted he wants his name on on our show. He got mad at me one time because I I referred to him as my cousin and I didn't actually use his name. I think he's a narcissist, to be honest with you. Wow. Okay. And and I do not get my sports knowledge from him. He texts me like every day asking questions. Tell him, Tommy. <coughs> you report back to him right now. Nice. I don't even know if he listens to the show. 
Yeah. JB Holloway says, how would you guys rate Leach's transfer portal rate in regards to state's needs? Also, as we were too hard on ourselves on about Friday's pod, still number one. I say, first off, thank you for your, your comments there. Much like our friend Joe Moorhead, though, we point the thumb, not the finger. So, you know, we had to point the thumb. What, what do you think about state in the transfer portal? What do you think? They've done a good job of filling needs. They have their defensive back uh, backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have uh, an offensive tackle. They need an offensive tackle. They got a kicker. Um, and, you know, they're pulling in these, these walk-ons, too, at, at punter and kicker. They're, they're going to have some competition there. They're filling their needs nicely here. They got a couple of uh, wide receivers. You know, it's not a, a incredible need at wide receiver, but you've got two guys with an, an extremely high ceiling that are really raw right now, but that have the ability to be really good in this offense. Those are nice little projects that you can that you can work with there. So I, I like what they've done. They haven't done what LSU and Ole Miss has done and, and loaded up or anything like that. And it's it's not, you know, setting the world on fire, but they've filled the needs. And along with the recruiting class that they have, I think it's a, a really solid class. I agree. I agree. I, you know, the, the way I described it yesterday on Sports Talk Mississippi was State looked at it as a couple of, as a guy who just had to go pick up a couple of things at the grocery store. They weren't making a full shopping trip, right? They went and picked up the things they need, and then when they got to the checkout counter, they were like, ooh, a couple of four-star receivers. Yeah, we'll get those too. Sort of like when yeah. you pick up a candy bar and a thing of Tic Tacs. So. Yeah, get used to it. Yeah, get, don't start. 901 Stark Dog, if the over-under for the Diamond Dogs SEC wins is 22-and-a-half, what are you picking? That's a big number. Wouldn't that be a record? Oh, it would be for State, yeah. 23-and-7, yeah. I think 20, 20 or 21 is the most wins they've yeah. had, I think. Yeah. So, State, I'm, State, definitely I'm definitely going, going under. under. I mean, yeah. twenty. they were 20-and-10 last year, I think, right? Yeah, I mean. I- and won the national title, so. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to say this is going to be really tough. 23 and seven when you have to play Ole Miss, LSU, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Tennessee. That's that's tough. Ole Miss, Arkansas. Yeah, it's tough. No way. Jacob Shumi, nobody because he locked it. Good job, Jacob. With Danae Carter out for the year, who do you think it's more playing time going forward, Charlotte Cole or Raven Farley? Charlotte Cole. Okay. Any chance um, you can be I, like a Michael Ignerski? <laughs> the chief? Iggy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, she's been she's been getting the majority of the minutes. I know Raven Farley's been coming back from whatever uh, was holding her out. And um, I just feel like Charlotte's being rewarded because she's she's played really hard. She's done what the coaches want her to do. She's gotten better. There's still a lot of limitations there, and there's a lot of work to do with her but i mean if you can get some serviceable minutes out of her like 20 minutes and she's and she's not you know just getting work down low and and missing layups and traveling and things like that then that's good i mean you just need her to come in there and get you like five or six rebounds what danae carter was doing disrupt players on the other end and that's fine danae was not scoring a lot of points so you're not missing a whole lot in the form of points with danae out you're just missing her defensive activity 
um, I guess, and her rebounding ability. So if Charlotte can come in and at least somewhat fill that void and Raven too, I, I think that that's going they're going to be fine. But um, Charlotte would be the one I would, I would choose over Raven. All right. Rob Montgomery, is it fair to go ahead and put Doug Novak right there with Gary Henderson as two of the most impressive interim head coaching jobs? I mean, he's doing a good job, but you can't put him there with Gary Henderson, who went to the College World Series and was a win away from playing for a national title just yet. You can't go there. No. Yeah. He, he could be if he goes to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I think that would be comparable just in the sense that the, that, that baseball team was still pretty dang talented. Mm-hmm. Um, that was it was tough. It was a tough situation for the team with everything happening that that it, that did. But mm-hmm. and also Gary Henderson was a long time SEC head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug Novak has never coached women's college basketball or women's basketball at all. Yeah, and his his situation was infinitely worse that he came into. Um, but it would be comparable, I think, if he makes the NCAA tournament. I think. It would be quite comparable, and but it, he already is one of the one of the better. I don't know the list of interim head coaches that have been in Mississippi State, but he's up there with with uh, Gary Henderson as one of the best. All right, uh, Tony Loper, the best damn veterinarian in the city of Vicksburg. Does Joe Burrow only play well with teams that have cats for mascots? I don't know what his high school mascot was, so I don't really have to answer this. Of course, he's from Athens, Ohio, right? Yes. Let's see if we can find out what their uh, their mascot is. Oh my god, my my computer is just a piece of garbage. Let me use the phone here. Ohio High School. Athens High School. They are the Golden Eagles. Ah, No. That's Athens, Alabama. Sorry. Oh, well, no. Okay, well, hold on. Let's see here. Looking at their, uh, this is fascinating uh, stuff, I know. Why They're the Bulldogs. Us? Are they the Bulldogs? Then no. There you go. Well, I knew we'd I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm on, their, I'm on their, uh, their, their page here. Yeah. Um, that they have a bulldog mascot. I, I think that's correct. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, let's see here. He could have been a bulldog. Could have been. Tony Lepper also asked, was it Joe Burrow or Joe Brady? I think at this point we got to say it was Joe Burrow, right? Yes. I mean, I just, I just don't see how it could be anything else. I just, it's, it's remarkable to see. How big of a jump he made, and I think I think he was Brady, not good as a junior. He was not he was very not good. good. He, I was not impressed with him at all when State went up there, and State no. just could not score on LSU that right. year. But the, they did. The, the if State had any semblance of offense, they'd have won that game easily. A lot of people make a good point when he had his soul taken from him against U- UCF in that mm-hmm. bowl game. Was it replaced like by Johnny Unitas's soul? What just happened? Because <laughs> that dude has been unbelievable. Since yeah. that ball game, yeah, I mean, he's just—I haven't seen a single game where he's been bad. Right. That's that's even last year. Like it wasn't his fault last year. He was still pretty dang good. Yeah. His offensive line sucked. Yeah. This so it's, year, it's still not great. Hell. I mean, he looks like one of the better quarterbacks in the league right now, yeah. and that's saying something in year two. All right. 
Some dude asks, what can MSU fans expect for the upcoming signing day, which is tomorrow or today as you're listening? The answer is really nothing. I don't expect much of anything. Maybe one high school kid. That's it. Yeah. I, it's it's going to be quite bland. Yeah. Uh, and and, and two, two of the guys have already signed. Yeah. Yeah. Zavion Thomas and Caden Pope. Uh, dear old state asks, or it's for a second question, by the way, you just have to listen to, you know, the, the Monday, the Tuesday podcast, you get the answer to that. Uh, will Mississippi state women's basketball lose another game this season. You know, they seem to play better under adversity. They might be the, the favorites for the national championship at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mangum, go ahead. No, okay. I was just saying, yeah. Mangum cafe finished this lyric in John Deere green on a hot summer night. He wrote Billy Bob Love Charlene in letters three foot high. And the whole town said that he should have used red. Go. But it looked guard, but it looked good to Charlene. That's right. In John Deere Green. Yep. Who has the best ranch dressing? I mean, guys, ranch dressing is pretty much the same wherever you go, isn't it? No, it's not. Is it not? Okay, I'm gonna disagree. Homemade homemade ranch dressing is way well, okay, better hold on, than hold on. like Hidden Valley. Everything homemade is better. Then. Yeah, but if there's a, but if somebody's using like Cisco, like re, like the ra- that kind of ranch, yeah, or something, it's it's not nearly as good as what you might get. But like when talking about some like, of the talk, home, style I assume he's talking about like you go out to a, like a regular chain restaurant and get the ranch. That all of that ranch is the same. Uh, I I don't agree with that completely. Like you go to a salad bar, some some restaurants have the token hidden valley or something like that. And some have homemade or some kind of, I, I don't know. I don't know where the, the other ranch dressing comes from and some of the salad bars have, mm-hmm. but I wish I had it because the, the hidden valley is just not the same. Okay. okay. Alex Barham wants to know what's more likely to happen in 2022. Sims moves back to closer. Cam James plays outfield. Or, I'm sorry, or Cam James plays outfield to allow Slate Alford in the everyday lineup. I think um, it's it's Cam James plays outfield. I, I've heard that from several people, that that's a possibility. I don't think that that's immediate, uh, that's gonna, about to happen. Mm-hmm. But I don't see Landon Sims going back to closure. It, it, that would be a, a big... It would take a lot, right? It would t- he would have to have really, really failed. To do. They just, and they need him to be not only for the team before himself. They need him to be a legit Friday night starter. Yeah, I mean he's trying to build his profile for MLB teams, and just doing it as a closer is not going to make move that needle to make him a, a first round draft pick. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Also, he wants to know, choose your favorite two meats, two sides, and a dessert for the Super Bowl. I mean, who eats like this for the Super Bowl? Just, you know, just people just get order pizza and wings, don't they? <laughs> At least that's what, that was always my experience. I mean, if, if I'm choosing, it's going to be like, uh, you know, if somebody else is paying for it and all that, I might do like prime rib. Well, <laughs> yeah, but... Like, but- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who does this so i mean like yeah I just, wings and pizza you know some some queso and uh i would probably go, 
Well, I would probably go like for some sides. Like, I guess would I guess it would be sides, but um, you know, like buffalo chicken. Well, like buffalo dip chicken dip yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, we did that one year for Super Bowl. It was delicious. Yeah. And you could serve that warm or cold. That's true. Um, and then you know just your regular wings is always a good go-to. Um. Hamburgers, maybe. I, I don't know. All right. We had a lot of questions left and not a lot of time left to answer questions. So we're, we're going to, to people who did not lock your, your stuff, I'm officially, you're out now at this point. So we're moving forward. So Reed Green asks, what were your top three favorite surprise entrances by The Undertaker? Ooh. Hmm. The one where uh, he gets Lesnar at, uh, where, where Lesnar's going to pin Rollins. That's a good one. Whenever, uh, well, I guess it don't count as a as an entrance. I was gonna say whenever, whenever uh, Kurt Angle won the Royal Rumble and lightning struck the ring and yeah, that's a good one. The ropes fell. Is that really an entrance? I don't though? know. What about, I'm gonna go. What about the uh... the WrestleMania? Whenever he came in to to fight John Cena, that wasn't really a surprise to me. Yeah. but it technically was. A the, surprise. The one where he's disguised himself as Kane. Does that count? Yeah, I, I guess. What about the, the one where Shawn Michaels is like, but if you're up there, who's in the coffin? And it was the Undertaker. Oh, yeah. That's a good that one. Was before, that was before the uh, casket match, right? Yeah. The one where uh, CM Punk. Shawn Michaels had his back shattered. Yeah. The one with CM Punk where the lights go out and he's, he's standing over Jeff Hardy. The lights go out, and if you're not paying attention, you don't see it, but they switch out Jeff Hardy and The Undertaker, and the lights come back on, and The Undertaker is laying there, and he just reaches up and grabs him by the throat is a good one. Um, How about the top three times that The Undertaker died? Oh, there's this. I mean, come on. That's too too many. (laughs) All right, another one here from Reed Green. If you were the top recruit in football the year you graduated high school, what would your top five schools going into National Signing Day have been? So we were talking about my era, right? So ninety. I'm, this is nineteen class of ninety four. Mississippi State would have been there because I'm I grew up a bulldog. Miami would have been on that list. Nebraska, Notre Dame, good Catholic kid, right? Yeah. And ninety four, Florida State. I mean, that's the top programs in the country, right there. Plus my hometown program. I'm either going to go to State or Miami. One of the two. Mom would be. MSU, mm-hmm. LSU, uh, USC, and probably Ohio State. Yeah, those are top programs. Yeah, two thousand seven. Yeah. yeah, was was mine. So yeah. that was around. You know, USC was was Saban really just taking over to Alabama, so you can't put them in there just yet. You know. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, Brad Baxter, this is an interesting question. Help me settle this debate. If you have a layover in an airport in a state you have not previously visited, does that count as another state you can check off your list of states visited? I had, I had a conversation with somebody. Somebody asked me the other day what states I had been to. And I, I, I was specific about the states I had only done, like, changing planes in. Yeah. Like, I've only changed planes in Illinois. I've only changed planes in Arizona and North Carolina. So... I say you have to mention it. You're like, yeah, I've been to Illinois, but just the airport. 
Yes. I think it's okay to, to say that you've been there because you are literally there. So, I mean, it does count. But you should preface it as, you know, I just stopped in for a layover. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really count that, you know, you were just there because you didn't visit the cities. You didn't see the terrain or anything like that. Right. Yeah. But to, it does, yeah. at the same time, it, it does technically count. It's yeah. just a, you have to preface it, I think. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. The bearded man with a fish asks. If you were in charge of NCAA football rules for a day or were given authority to make any change, what would you do? I would, I would change the targeting rules to the ones that we've discussed, the yellow card, red card system. Yes. That's I mean, that'd I'd be think. good. And, the, and the, uh, the faking injuries thing, which I think is, is on the way to being changed. Over, yes, overtime, overtime is a big thing for me, too. When was the last time you went fishing, Brian? The last time I went fishing? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I was a kid. It's been a long, long time. I want to see you out there with a, with a cane pole. I, I, I have fished before. I like to fish. I always enjoyed it when we went, but I just haven't been in a long time. Why are you asking me this? Well, I was just thinking about the bearded man with the fish. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, we sort of answered Tucker Medlin's questions there. Jay in Baltimore, I'm planning on making the 13-hour trip to see the Diamond Dogs open the season in a couple weeks. What's the longest drive you've ever made for a sporting event? I think it's the College World Series. I think mine was the Final Four, women's Final Four in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, you drove to that? Uh, yes. That's further than, than Omaha? I'm pretty sure. Um, I need to check. Yeah, here. I, 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 I want to say it was 14 hours. That doesn't seem right, but once my, my, I can't get the computer to work here, so let's, we'll just, I'll just take your word for it. I, I'm, I'm looking it up on my uh, right. Google Maps right now. But see, the crazy thing about that is the week before I drove to Kansas City. Yeah. Okay, so that, that it's, it's 10 hours, so that Omaha would be further. Yeah. But still, that was a heck of a haul. Um, yeah. I, the week before I went to Kansas City, Mm-hmm. I come back for, t- and that was a 10 hour drive. Yeah. I come, I come back for a day, wash my clothes, pack my bags and I go, and then I get back in the car and drive to Columbus, Ohio. So that's 20 hours there and back from Kansas city, 20 hours there and back for, to Columbus in just a few days. It was, it was exhausting. And on the way to Columbus, it rained almost the entire way and it was that spitting rain Mm -hmm. so it wasn't like it it was just kind of annoying and i like to to set my cruise control and just chill but for eight and a half hours my foot is on and off the gas yeah and so my calf muscles on my right side Mm -hmm. on my right side were like two inches larger than on my left (laughs) side nice all right I said I wasn't going to answer the unlocked questions, but this one, I may just want to answer it. John Hemblin wants to know, whose voice is that on the Cruton song? It's mine. Yep. I remember when you did that. Yeah. Kyle Wilson asks, what is the most important animal for food, cow or pig? If we're picking between these two, it's pig. Well, yeah. as far as most important, mm-hmm. if we were living in the old West or the old wilderness or something, mm-hmm. It would be a cow because you can live off of a cow 
I mean, you can, for but significantly longer. But for in this in this day and age, more people eat pork products than beef on a daily basis. The real answer is chicken. Yes, but you didn't ask. Oh, I mean, I'm just thinking about most important. Like, is is a pig more I mean, important? Is pork more important than beef? I don't. More people are eating pork on a daily basis than beef. I would say because they eat bacon, sausage every morning. Yeah, but you know, how how many people out there are? I mean, I guess a burger have, are have a religious lot, but, beliefs, and they don't believe that you could that you should eat a pig. Well, I mean, there are, don't they eat? Don't they eat? There are a lot of Muslims, but then Hindus don't eat cows. A cow is sacred to them, so I mean, it's about the same. No, well, I, I I pick I pick a cow mm-hmm. just based on the fact that if if I had uh, if I butchered a cow. And I had no other ways of eating food. I could live off of a cow for a long time. It's true. It's true. All right. Uh, Hunter Boland. Good question here. I work in athletics at Abilene Christian University. My coworkers and I started an intramural basketball team called Staff Infection, S-T-A-F-F. We're currently 0-2. Any advice to get us our first win this weekend? Hashtag get infected. I think like an infection, you got to spread. Spread the floor. Get out there wide. Get, and for defense, you got to get up in there. I was going to say and uh, anti-man there. I was going to say antibiotics. That needs to be one of the things to be the play they run. <laughs> Let's see. Another, another basketball coach question. We've been asked a hundred of those today. Will Stanford asks, what's your favorite unique town slash city name in Mississippi? I'm a big Shukalak fan. Sugarlock. 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 How many ways are you going to pronounce it, Robbie? Sorry, I'm, I've, I mispronounced it the first time. It's Sugarlock. Uh, I like alligator. Um, hot, hot coffee. Itabina. Itabina is a good one. Yakna. Um, Gaucher, only because as a kid, I thought it was Gaultier. Gaultier? Yeah, it's not. Uh, uh, I had to, you know, I had to pass Christian. Past Christian, I had to smarten up um, Theo DeRosa one day. We were in the we were at EMCC watching a football game, and he started reading off like a couple of towns. I was like, uh, 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 that's 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 not correct. So I started pulling up names. I said, "What is this?" You know, he would say it I'm like, "No, no, no, that's no, not right." It's, yeah, it's Gaucher. Yeah, you know, it's it's Itabina. It's uh, what's another Bogachita? Bogachita. That's a good one. Yep, Nanawoya. Nanawoya. Shout out to Bart. Louisville. Lewis. Louisville. Yeah. Not Louisville. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with. Uh, let's see here. Steven Sprawberry wants to know. I'm sorry. Now we've answered both your questions, Steven. So we'll move forward. Uh, uh, Carter Bentley asked this. He said, I asked this from Joel. I want to see your response. If humans could live to be 1,460 years old, which is 365 times four. Due to leap years, that person will have lived 365 more days. On the 1,460 year after that person's birth, should there be 1,460 or 1,461 candles on the cake? It's a lot of math, Robbie. Get after it. I'm not a math guy. Yeah, I don't know. The answer is there's you're you're however many years old you are. And it doesn't matter that you've added up another year. It doesn't matter, in my opinion. I, I don't like the leap year thing. All right. 
I agree. I agree. I think that they should, what they should do is they should just take some of the, the months that have 31 days and give February two of those days and just have more months with 30 days. So it's all completely arbitrary anyway. Yeah. Uh, have you watched, uh, are you a Pirates of the Caribbean fan? I have never seen a single one of them. Really? Yeah. I, I like it. Okay. So this question, you can answer it then. If Mike, from Jordan Riley, if Mike Leach is Jack Sparrow and Chris Lamonis is Will Turner, what does that make John Cohen? Um, Davy Jones. Okay. I'll take your word for I it. I don't know. Take your word for it. Pick you've two never seen a single. You've never seen a single Pirates of the Caribbean. Never seen it. I think you would like it. I'm, I might, but I've just never seen it. All right, Gil Manclang, pick two, leave one. Carrot cake, fruit cake, pound cake, fruit cake, fruit cake for sure. Easy. Belts, socks, sunglasses. Uh, belt. All right, sunglasses for me. I never wear sunglasses. Tom Petty, Bruce Springsteen. Billy Joel. Bruce Springsteen. I'm going to leave Billy Joel. Crossword. Strictly 80s Joel music, sir. (laughs) Dang it. Crossword, Sudoku, Wordle. Wordle, just so I don't have to see your tweets. (laughs) I don't do Sudokus. Hannibal Lecter. I can never pronounce this. Anton Chigra or Hans Gruber. Uh, is there is there another movie that Anton Chigra did? Nah, he's does? just in No Country from Old Men. For Old Men, it, it would. Oh, that that's the character. My bad. Yeah. Um, Hans Gruber. Oh my God! I've never disagreed harder. I'm going to leave out Hannibal Lecter. Man, oh Hannibal God. Lecter is such. An awesome He's great, but the- Hans Gruber was the template for every cool villain that ever happened after him. Come on. Plus, um, the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Yeah, I'm sorry. I completely misread that, yeah. that list for a second. I had, to, I had to think my mind was scrambled. I got but that, the Anton Schrigger dude, like... Yeah, that's just, nice. the, the he's so brutal, man. Yeah, it's 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 fantastic. Uh, great performance. That's why I put that's why I put he and Lecter above Hans Gruber. Now, that's a that's a great character, but those two are so brutal I, and heartless and cold. You, the other thing about Lecter though is you never get to really see. I mean, there's some of it in uh, Silence of the Lambs, but like you don't really see him as the the. I mean, I would like. I guess I didn't watch the TV show. Maybe I should have done that. But I, you never saw his crimes, so. Well, there was that one time he was he was listening to classical music and he started beating the police officer with the nightstick. That's true. His, That's his the only thing beat, you ever see that. His heartbeat like never got over 80 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Caleb Hamill, he wants my f- top three episodes of any podcast I've done. I mean, I, that's a difficult one. That's really difficult. Um, I don't know that I could do it. Especially for you. Um, well, we're talking about like 2,000 podcasts. Yeah, I mean, that, that's going to be really difficult for you. I mean, like, I would have to think a long time. So maybe I'll come back to that. Uh, are there any moments in MSU history before the podcast started that would have made fantastic episodes? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 1980, six to three comes to mind. Um, three to imagine, two. Can you imagine what the, uh, the podcast after State gets eliminated from the 85 College World Series would have been like? It'd been like, oh. what the hell happened? 
Um, the hiring of Jackie Sherrill strikes me as one. The hiring of Richard Williams would have been an interesting, interesting one. I'd been like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> um, Polk retiring the first time would have been you know, one. You know, like the retrospect podcast. What about the, what about the firing of Alan McKean? Oh, now we're talking like old school. Yeah. So, yeah. Whenever old Maine burned down. Yeah, stuff like that. Alexandra Watson wants to know, if you were given a terminal diagnosis, would you rather have a year, but it'll be a very painful year, or two weeks, but it's quick and painless? I don't want to suffer. Give me two no. weeks and I'm done. Yeah, minimum. I'll say goodbye to everybody and call it a, call it a career. Yep. Yeah, who would want to suffer for a year? Gosh, no. Uh, also from Alexandra, if you won millions in the lottery, would you rather pay the regular taxes, but you have to be announced publicly as the winner, or pay more in taxes, but you can remain anonymous? Well, no, I mean, I don't care about being anonymous. I'll, I'll pay the extra tax. I mean, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll pay the regular amount of taxes, and people can know that I won. Yep. You'd I mean, be able to figure it out pretty quickly that I won if they said there was a winner and then I didn't show up on Sports Talk Mississippi when I started tweeting so much crap about Ole Miss. You'd figure out, like, it must have been Hey Dad that won. And then other, and then other things that you would say publicly yes. that we talked about the other day. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Ryan Nelson. Uh, I'm going to answer one of his. Is there anything more WWE than Kevin Owens resigning before the Royal Rumble? Resigning before the Royal Rumble, then getting eliminated by Shane McMahon. Kevin, we're so glad you. We're so glad you re-signed with us. We're gonna we're gonna make you a huge star. And the first thing we're gonna do is let my son eliminate you from the Royal Rumble. It's such good, you know. <laughs> now that now that he's got him locked in for yeah. another two years or whatever. Job him out, baby. That's a five year deal. He gave away <laughs> his whole prime. Uh, Norm wants to know, could either of us pull off the dance moves Davis Mesh did during the preseason filming session? Nope, but tearing ACL. Not only that, though, I got to say something here. I don't like... Let's leave the dancing baseball videos to other people, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Not a, not a fan of, uh, no. of the TikTok stuff, huh? No, I'm not. Uh, let's see here. Tucker Medlin, on Tuesday's show, you talked about bringing Bumpets and Hollingshead both, isn't there a limit to the number of on-field coaches a team can have? Yeah, but you wouldn't have gone over it there. You had a vacancy. Yeah. So, I mean, that, well, the the thing the thing is, um, I feel like they would have made an, an adjustment within. You could make an adjustment within the staff currently. Maybe move to a, somebody move to an off-the-field role or something. You could have made that work. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, all you had to do, you could have kept everybody on staff, and all you had to do was make take special teams off of melee, off of Brock. I guess you're right. Yeah, somebody has to move it, at that point. You can only have ten. So yeah. they lost. They lost nickel, and they added Hollingshead. Yeah. So if you yeah. add Hollingshead and Bumpus, you got to lose somebody. Yeah, I guess you're so, right. So, um, you know, somebody would have somebody would have to move to an off the field role, or somebody would have had to. And that's that's what my scenario would be is somebody moving to an off the field role. Yeah. Um, and if you're going to hire Hollingshead you, and you want Bumpus too, Bumpus at inside receivers, Hollingshead at running back, boom. There you go. Um, 
Tyler Jones asked, do you, you don't drink coffee, do you? Neither one of us are coffee drinkers. I'll drink a latte every now and then, but uh, that's that's like once a year. Okay. Vienna sausages, potted meat, or sardines? None. None of those are going in my mouth. Not a Vienna, one. If I had to choose, if I had oh. no choice, it would be Vienna sausages. Oh, it'd be none of them. None. I used to eat those with crackers, saltine crackers. Go right ahead. Put them, in, put, them in, put them in between the crackers and have you a little hot dog sandwich there. Who is winning the Daytona 500? I have no clue. Don't know a single NASCAR driver at this point. Yeah, me either. Um, is one of the Bush guys still there? Or I guess Jimmy Johnson's probably or Jimmy isn't that his name? Jimmy Johnson. I think he's out. So let's see here. The 2022 odds. The the betting favorite is Denny Hamlin. So let's go with him. Kurt go Busch, Denny. who you just mentioned. Kurt Busch is plus sixteen hundred, so he's up there. God, he's still. The, I guess you can you can be a race car driver until you're like sixty. So, I want a bunch of eighty year olds out there. I want people like my my like my grandmother who was the worst. <laughs> I have only feared for my life in the car once, and it was with my grandmother. <laughs> going like they're going like thirty miles an hour. Oh no, buddy! No, no, no. She's flying. She's just burning through intersections, running red lights. She didn't care. Can barely see over the steering wheel. Oh, no, no, no. Tall woman. Just no regard for human life. Also, he wants to know who wins in a fist fight, Brooks Roberts or Don Collins. Brooks Roberts would manhandle Don Collins. It wouldn't even be a, 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 a contest. Who's Don Collins? He's a terrible person. Who is you need to know about it. My cousin six pack speak. I, 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 I need to know what the story is here. They're all they're just all friends. Oh, okay. if they had to fight, I would take Brooks. Oh, okay. Brooks has country boy strength, and he and he gets angry sometimes. He does. He gets he gets he gets a little fire in him. Six pack speak. Have you ever gotten to a verbal spat with Robbie the way Michael Borky and Richard Cross did yesterday? They they did get into it. Robbie and I have. I don't know about a verbal spat. We got into a Twitter spat one time. Did we? Yeah, like back before we knew each other, it was about something. Oh, yeah, I said yeah, something yeah. about marketing on the podcast, and you came after me. Um, we we've never got we've never gotten like our arguments are just friends arguing, and like yeah. it's, it's there's no ill will behind them. I agree. I'm not saying there was between these these guys, but I did see the video about the uh, Jimmy Garoppolo stuff. It yeah. looked like there was a little heat there. There's some like heat. There was a little. And so I don't think we've ever had that. Now, Joel and I had a had a pretty heated yes uh, argument one time in the um, the cow trailer at Duty Noble yes. Field. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what it was about, but I, Joel was not in a good mood that day. I made a smart comment. Yeah, he fired back at me. He did. I fired back at him, and we we got into a little spat there. And I, I don't even know what it was over, but I think it was over like a seat or something. I think it was like you were in his seat or something. I don't know. So I've only, I haven't really ever gotten into a big spat, but I would have, if I could hear better, we'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Uh, Rob Hadaway. What is the worst ride at magic kingdom? And why is it the tomorrowland speedway? How dare you, sir? Tomorrowland speedway is a fun ride. I've never done that because the the vehicles look very tiny and I know I can get them. So it's not that bad. Uh, now, I've you're never taller got, than me, though, so that might be an issue. Yeah, so I, you know, I don't like – if I can't spread my legs out, I don't like that. Yeah. 
the answer is something like uh, Snow White or Peter Pan because the wait time is like an hour and a half. That's always bad. And you yeah. ride you ride through for thirty seconds and yeah. see little like animatronic. Yeah. Peter Pan moving around you know and then the you're, best, you're off. That's right. Like, is it at, at Magic Kingdom? The the sitting mover. on a park, sitting on a park bench. Right, the people mover. It, that's the same thing, man. Nice slow ride around the park. I'll ride the people mover all day. Um, the best ride, my favorite ride there at Magic Kingdom, is uh, Haunted Mansion. That's always been my favorite. So when you, you're burning up hot, you get in there and you just sit down. It's rest cool. your legs for a little bit. It's cold. And you just slide on through. And One time we did that. My kids were young and they hated it. They were scared to death. So we've never ridden it again. Yeah, Nat- Natty didn't like it too much, yeah. but we made I, it. I remember my daughter just scrunched up next to me, eyes closed, and I'm just sitting there like, this is. And I, and I remember getting off that ride and looking at my wife and going, why did we ride that? Like, you were the only one who cared about that. The kids both hated it, and I could give a crap about anything that we were going to ride. Like, <laughs> what was the point of that? uh let's see here uh our good friend taylor rayburn who had a worse coaching job this past weekend ben howland or the united states men's national teams coach greg berhalter obviously you know my my lack of caring about international soccer it's been a big topic on sports talk mississippi lately i just don't care about international soccer uh but from what i kept up with uh he had a bad weekend so we'll go with him howland i mean it's just it's just put a par for the course, in my opinion. Yeah, Matt Haynes. Come on, man. Lock the questions. What are we doing with our life here? Uh, the Flying M. Where did it go? Here it is. This is a good one. Rank these 28s. This is a solid list. Ball- Vic Ballard, Eric Dubose, Christian McLeod, Paul Mahalam, Chris Stratton. So McLeod's last, for sure. But yes. because he's got, these are four quality guys at 28. Mm. I mean, I got to put Vic Ballard second to last here. Ooh, I don't know about that. I, I I'm going. Dubose. How do you is replace? Dubose how do you replace one. him with either one of these guys? Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm, here's, I'm telling you my list. Dubose is one, right? Mahalam, Dubose, two. Mahalam, Chris Stratton. No, Vic I'm Ballard. putting Ballard ahead of Chris Stratton. Two good. Chris seasons. Stratton was the SEC pitcher of the year. Ballard had two good seasons for state, as opposed to one. Doesn't matter. Now, was he the SEC Player of the Year? That's comparable. That's a comparable. He was first team all SEC running back, wasn't he? His second year. I don't know, but I'm he not. He had a season where he scored twenty SEC. touchdowns. Twenty. That's touchdowns. great. That's great. But a comparable thing would no. be SEC Player of the Year. No, no chance. I'm going. I'm going Ballard over over Stratton. I, I'm not. I, I, you don't I, have to. How many times have you have you said, "Well, you got to look at their entire body of work." So we're we not okay. going to talk about a first round draft pick, a guy that's been in look the, at the entire for body years? of work. Ballard had two great seasons at Mississippi State. Stratton had that three. is outstanding. Are we going to talk about the fact that Chris Stratton was SEC Pitcher of the Year, going first Ballard. round ML first round MLB draft pick, and he's been in the MLB. We're for about to have that decade. kind of heat, Robbie. About to have that you're spat. Not, you, you're not. You're not on the. You're, you're not on the same page with yourself I'm on these with arguments. Ballard over Chris. Stratton. I'm not. I'm well, not going to do have, it. We don't have to have the same rankings. It's okay. Vic Ballard, Vic, Vic Ballard was a great player. I thought he was outstanding at Mississippi State. I thought he could have been a really good NFL running back had he not gotten injured. But Chris Stratton was the best pitcher in one of the best leagues in college baseball 
He was a first-round draft pick in the MLB in a league that has 40 rounds. And he's been in the league for almost a decade. I mean, I, I'm just saying I'm going to go with Dick Ballard. Okay. Well, you're wrong. Well, you, you feel that way if you want. Our tr- Brian McDuff, my good friend, our transfer portal guys graded differently than JUCO. I see five-star transfers, and I've never seen fi- – I don't see five-star JUCOs. Even Cam Newton was a four-star JUCO. A five-star junior college player is very rare. Yeah. Very rare. The, uh, people that evaluate talent don't have a whole lot of respect for junior college. They don't. I've noticed. They don't. Especially in basketball. And they, they don't, they oh, don't yeah. hardly rank them at all. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's obvious. I mean, we're ranking, we're ranking players that have hardly done anything in yeah. college. We're giving them four stars right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So, I mean, the transfer well, I mean, like, rankings right Jackson now. Jackson Dart, I, I, this is going to come off as, so, as so sour grapes. I get it, but. He, I mean, he, his, his time at USC was pretty good. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't blow you off the page good, but he went from being a four-star quarterback out of high school to a five-star point nine 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 transfer. Yeah. That's that, making that sense. Was, and and I, I don't know how you justify that at yeah. all. I mean, he went, he went up in the rankings and he didn't have a ton of production last year. And I listen, I think he's going to be really good at Ole Miss. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not trying to crap on the kid, but I'm just talking about these rankings. You know, I, they just don't make sense. And then right. yesterday, State gets three guys with an 87. They finally got ranked, and we just throw 87s on them. I mean, they're just – we cannot put a whole lot of emphasis on these transfer rankings right now. They're in their infancy, and there's – I don't think that there's a whole lot of – thought going into him yeah um at, at least like not logic jordan mosley redshirted last year didn't play why is his ranking different than yep. what it was in high school it's the same yep. guy right yeah doesn't make any sense or like, if we're going to give a if we're going to give a four-star ranking to the kid from georgia tech and jj piggies mm-hmm. let's throw it on jackie matthews too matthews has a far more impressive college career than those guys i mean and, and i don't think jackie matthews deserves to be a four-star right but if if we're going to give it to jj piggies if we're going right. to give it to this other dude from georgia tech then jackie matthews deserves it too i mean we're just it I feels agree. like we're just throwing these rankings on guys yeah and without any kind of sense around it I just and I especially don't think that that the uh, transfer team rankings should be given any grain of salt. If you have twelve, if you have twelve to fifteen transfers, you're going to have a top five class. Yeah. Stephen is our last question of the day. Says now that Brady has officially retired, which of the new young quarterbacks will take his place? The easy answer is Mahomes, but. Joe Burrow's Burrow has this opportunity, it feels like. And, and there's something about Burrow that's sort of Brady-esque in that that Patriots team that, that went to the Super Bowl that year, not great. Not great. Not a whole ton of offensive weapons. Burrow has some weapons. Don't get me wrong. Chase is great. Higgins is pretty good. But it feels like he's elevating that team the way Brady elevated that Patriots team. Yeah, I hope that's not the case. I know you do. Steven's last I don't question. need the I don't need the Bengals to be uh, up there at the top of the list for the next yeah 10, 12 years. Last question from uh, from Stephen here: Who's the goat at Mississippi State? We're going to save that question because we're going to do a podcast on it this week about the goats. 
of Mississippi oh. State sports. So we'll, we'll have that for Teaser. you. I know. All right, tomorrow's show, we'll recap Mississippi State, South Carolina, what happened at the hump on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, we'll start looking ahead to this weekend's matchup with Arkansas. We'll, we'll do the GOAT thing on Friday, I think. When we, we'll, that'll be our second topic there. Um, also, later to, today, as, you're, as we're recording, we're talking to Chris Lamonis and some baseball players. So we'll have some baseball talk for you on Thursday's show as well. Guys, have a great uh, Wednesday. Back with you on Thursday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk. Mississippi Media Production.